0: That's the educational model. We don't do, I've always been sort of a rebel. I'm like, I don't understand why we are not doing an apprenticeship model mm. in terms of higher education. Why are we sitting and forcing students to sit in a physics class three days a week in a giant lecture hall and think that that is the way that's going to make that's them. That's working. Yeah, that's going to prepare them for the world. That's not the case. It is
1: impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my goodness.
2: one. We go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 25 of the First Sip Podcast. This episode is actually a little different this week. Dikembe touched on it in his interview, and I say his interview because Dikembe actually flew solo on this episode. We're going to be switching it up occasionally, um, where Dikembe will just spin off and do an interview by himself, or I'll spin off, do an interview by myself. Allow us to really get into it with the Guests that we have on let our personality shine through without the other person chiming in. We thought it was a fun opportunity. Dikembe is very close with the guest that he had over, so I know he had a great time. And how was it, man?
3: It was a great conversation. It was yeah. A great
2: conversation. I, I mean, I haven't heard I'm it happy yet. you put it
3: that way by you not chiming in. Yeah. Um, because that's that's what I wanted. I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> it changes know, things. That's that's what I was looking forward to the most. I was like, okay, nice. Albert not going to be here. He going to finally have to shut up. Good, you guys get me. to hear me, me shut and up. the people. Mm-hmm. You guys get to hear me and the people talk. Right. I know you guys are excited for this episode, but I, yeah, man, we dropped some gems. I'm sure you guys did. I'm looking forward to it. Jen and Dave came on, you know, and they were talking about child planning, some of the expenses that come with it, um, some different solutions for child care,
2: and just. Well, Dave's a funny guy, it. and he's smart. Listen, man, you know Dave got some jokes. I'm looking forward to see what Jen has to say, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dropping some knowledge for the I'm, people. I'm sure. so. New mom.
3: Yep. The conversation was very, very interesting. Learned some things that I didn't really know about, you know, some things that we should definitely uh, keep in mind as we move forward. Oh, I'm sure. So, you know, you might
2: have a child soon, so.
1: Uh,
2: which, which spend some time. What do you mean? You never know. No, I got time. I know. Things could happen. That's true. Things could happen. Things could happen. But. So, we'll, we'll see.
3: We'll yeah. see how it goes. But um, yeah, before we get into it, what are you sipping on over there?
2: So today I'm actually using a Dikembe staple. I do have also the Ghost uh, pre-workout myself, mm. heading to train right after this. So this is lemon flavored. It is delicious. Guys, yeah. we talk about this stuff all the time. Ghost yep. by uh, Christian Guzman yep. is awesome. Their products just taste good. You, you really can't beat it. Clean, no crash. I was in the gym today clicking. That's what I'm saying. Just on point. It's good stuff. My face is a little itchy right now, but... I oh, don't no, no, no. You're you're fine. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to be good.
3: Yeah. But um yeah, speaking about that, that's why I'm just sipping on some
2: water today. Right, cuz you already did it. I have way too much caffeine in my body already, so Speaking about water, our cooler talk for the week. Yep. Average guy went to space? Well, I
3: was <laughs> well not definitely, average. definitely not average. Um they started out as average guys. Not an
2: astronaut. At one point in their life, they were us. sure. No, I don't no, think yes we, I, don't think, it, I yes. don't think at any point they, in our lives we've ever been Jeff Bezos but They were us at
3: one point They had simple ideas and said You know what, let's just see it through It's not going to be easy I don't think Amazon but was a simple idea it's the, What did it start with? <laughs> An idea what we got going on here right now is definitely more complex. Well,
2: that's true. Just what we don't really know what we're doing with the yeah, computers still, and the editing. You know,
3: when I started messing with the knobs and things, just right. starting going crazy. Mm-hmm. That's probably why we were down for two weeks. Correct. <laughs> to be honest. TBH, TBH. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, but, know. I know but, you messed it up. Truth well, comes listen, out. Listen, man, these guys—they—they're they, making it big moves now. They're going to space. So, how many people went with him? It was him, I don't even him and eighty-two-year-old woman. And a high school student, I Yeah, think? but she,
3: she's been with NASA from, like, day one. The, the high school student? No, or no, no. Or no. the year old woman? The, the woman, because, oh. yeah, they like they kind of, like, sidelined her back in the day when she was really um, coming up. Oh. They didn't allow her to go up to space.
2: Why? Because, you, you know, you know old men um, oh. back in the day just... Oh, well, it was and, different times back then. Yeah, people just ignorant. So now, literally, our modern era, Tony Stark said, I'm going to take her with me. We're going to space. And he went into space. And that young... Little kid went to space. Yes, they did. $5.5 billion venture for 11 minutes. How old was that kid? 18? I think so. I think it was 18.
3: But apparently, he, what is he like, the son of a hedge fund owner
2: or something? I like have it? no idea. Yeah, bro. Someone he, that got money. He got banged. Yeah, he got of banged. Course. That's But the only did way. you
3: see why he was able to get on? I did not. Apparently, because somebody else said, I have a scheduling conflict. So I can't make the the trip. No, bro, I swear. True.
2: Look it up right now. <laughs> no. If you don't believe me, Dude. everybody, I, I know some Everyone people saw that. Take a second, unless you're driving. Take a second,
3: even if you're driving, pull over.
2: No, look it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pull. Bro, it up I'm right.
3: telling you, this guy said he had a scheduling conflict. Something came up. So you think he had like crazy like diarrhea?
2: Jeff Bezos takes the the up 18 year old Dutch student for Blue Origin rocket launch. As soon as you type in scheduling conflict, yes, we'll fly to the edge of space. Last minute, he, I think he was the next highest bidder for another passenger who paid $28 million for the seat, had a scheduling conference. Bro, what... Could have been the schedule. That's hilarious. I've man. been waiting
3: so long to bring this stuff. What? Up. I didn't could have to, <laughs> I didn't possibly want
2: been you. the scheduling conflict Bro, to say, imagine, oh, "Hey listen. man, I can't go to I can't go to space. I gotta go to the dentist." <laughs> like I forgot I had an appointment today. Had to have been like I a can't, funeral. I can't reschedule my dentist appointment. You know, it takes funeral. six months to get one of those. Right? F- family burdens. Honestly, if, if it's a funeral, you you still go. Maybe he had a crazy, you're closer to them up there anyway. Maybe they just had a crazy panic attack. That's
3: definitely it. Whoever it was maybe they were sitting there the night before and were like, what am I about to? What if it? Blow? Remember I texted you. I said, what if the rocket blew up? Happens all the time. Rockets blow literally all the time. More SpaceX, times than they
2: work. That's that's. I don't know if that's true, but I just made have, that up. Yeah, people. You don't, believe fact, don't believe me. That's not a fact. Don't believe. I said they, they do blow though. up. They blow up all the time. Yeah, except that time. I mean, imagine if we lost Bezos, dude. That would listen. He's a prominent. figure I feel like he's got a clone probably oh, like a couple he honestly has to with how much time and like i feel like he's found a way to replicate himself it's probably like four of them there might be like a baby bezos i mean he went to space he said i'm a billionaire i'm gonna go to space
3: i went to space so you think there might he might have recreated himself as like a baby bezos so he can just teach himself
2: everything or there's like just four of them walking around right now that okay he's just going you know to what we're getting meetings. too deep
3: into this um but i'm happy we you're talking about reducing babies
2: because dude, this is going to be a <laughs> perfect segue, dude. I, that's true, babe. That's dude. I can't believe there was a scheduling conflict. That is nuts. We need we need to get him on the podcast. Whoever that person is, Who has the conflict. Yeah, yeah. He paid twenty eight million. I'd love to meet like, that hey, guy. Hey, listen, um, a seat on a plane that he didn't take. Uh, can you just tell spaceship. us like, like what happened? Just talk to us. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about it, man. You <clears> would you go before we switch over to you and Dave? I was thinking about this the other day. Um...
3: Like Ricky said, unless we go in and land it on something. Ricky's a friend of ours. I don't know if I want to just go and just... It's like taking a, a flight. I don't even like flying. Mm-hmm. We have to do it a lot the next couple of months. But, like, I don't I don't enjoy it. So, you wouldn't do it. And that was like a fast flight just up and then you're coming back right back down. Mm-hmm. And the landing didn't look too soft either. They got to work that out. I honestly
2: didn't watch footage on oh, it. Oh. I just... That's, that's probably why you're eager to go. It would have... Yeah, I would definitely go. Mm. Even if you die, mm. you know...
3: It looked like one of the worst amusement park rides you could ever get on. You know, like the one you sit on on the seats, like, and you just look out and there's like four in a row. Your feet dangle. Yep. And it just shoots shoots straight up. And then it bounces What is it called? Like a double shot or something like that? Um, I think it's called something like that. Those like scary fall ones. Bro, I never liked those ever. So I was thinking about this. I can't go to space yet. Ever. I got to work. No, no, no. I just got to work on some mental stuff over the next few
2: months. Months. Yeah. We got to do this soon. You think you'll overcome your fear of heights in the next couple of months? I have to, because the price is going to go up. (laughs) For the flight, you're saying? Yep. Got it. Yep. Yep. So, got to prepare. Got to get ready. Well, prepared and getting ready is almost the topic of this episode. Childbirth and financial advice, and you, Dave, and Jen topping it up. And listen, man, after you hear this episode, we're going to realize we are not ready. Absolutely not. And I am looking forward to it. With that being said, everyone, enjoy. My favorite people, Uncle Dave, Jen, (laughs) (laughs) back in the
3: studio. How are you guys doing?
1: Good, yeah, man. Doing
3: real good, man. Man, this is this is different. This is different. It's the first time that we're doing an interview with just one host and then two guests in the studio. So hopefully, people like this different approach. This is something me and Albert are going to be doing um, going forward to kind of just mix it up and get some different content here and there for you guys. So it is hopefully enjoy it. Give us some feedback. But me and Albert are definitely still going to be coming back into the episode. So. Hopefully you enjoy this little segment that we have planned here for you guys. A lot of um, a lot of good takeaways from this one. So hope you enjoy it. But let's get into it. Yeah. All right. How's life been? Good. Yeah.
4: Yeah, good. A different kind of good.
3: A lot of changes since the last time you guys were here. Yes. A lot of changes. <laughs> I was last thinking time. about that. Yeah. yeah.
4: Last were, time I was yeah. pregnant, and
0: she was going to be here. any yeah, that was the Sunday before. She was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of did a lot of things from that point until now. So so tell the people. The people don't know. So, we have a little girl. Her name is Ivory Elizabeth. She is about 14, 15 weeks?
4: Yeah, get ready. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, she's hilarious. Very <laughs> funny little girl. <laughs> we call her our little Incredibles baby. She's mm-hmm. moving and rolling over and, doing, and laughing. She is a happy... I am blessed. She is a happy little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't so. ask for anything more. This is an amazing, amazing experience.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think what makes it even more... Um, like amazing is the fact that I know like both of us have opportunity to be home with her mm-hmm. for a period of time yeah. so after she was born David was home for a month okay. um, and I have been home almost well when I go back to work um, in August I will have been home four months
0: nice. so
4: I don't take that for granted <laughs> yeah. at all because I know women who have had to go back after their six to eight weeks you know postpartum mm-hmm. And I think being home has afforded me an opportunity to kind of, you know, obviously... Um, experience different milestones kind of notice you know growth you know that is happening because it you know one of the things that people kept saying you know from the point that you know you, they learned that you're pregnant you know enjoy it because it just goes so fast <laughs> it goes so fast you know and definitely since she's been born and it definitely has like I look mm-hmm. at pictures of her when she was first born to now and I'm like wow mm-hmm. like that was four months ago almost and that's amazing you know how much you know things have changed so mm-hmm. um, when I go back to work David's gonna come out for another. You have another sixteen weeks. Uh, Twelve weeks. Twelve mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he has, you know, very generous, you know, time off, which is almost like unheard of, mm-hmm. particularly for well, people in general, but men particularly, you know, taking that much time. So yeah. we're definitely blessed in that way. Um, and when she, when he goes back to work, my mother will kind of like take over. That's nice. Um, because child care. Well, child care for us I mean, mm-hmm. uh, beyond cost It was just like Not something we wanted to do Particularly Okay um, I don't even want to say Post-pandemic Because we're mm-hmm. still in the pandemic Yeah Right We're still here um, You know, there's yeah, another variant There's a whole lot of things happening
3: mm-hmm. um, But Yeah, we We um I don't know if you heard yeah. last episode. We don't know if we can talk about that variant yet. Yeah. We're not trying to get flagged on yeah. any socials, so uh, we won't name. Oh, it I'm names. not going to name it. Uh, yeah, we, we still trying to monetize, so yeah. we got to keep the money coming in, Jen. So yeah. we're gonna just call it the variant. Oh
4: yeah, that's what I'm calling I, it. I'm we, not. We got you the know, vid and the not, variant. Right, we're not. The vid and
3: the, ooh. Did I just do something there? Yeah, you did the just, I don't think anybody yeah. put it together like
4: that. There, you I know did. y'all like that. There it we is, go. I love yeah. it. No, I'm not. I'm not naming it because I'm like <laughs> tomorrow to be something else, right? right. So, and All I'm right. not. That's not what yeah. I know. But the point is, you know, yep. with child care facilities in general, mm-hmm. is they're like giant petri dishes. And I think, you know, for me, my own peace of mind, and I know people have to make different decisions, and I'm just mm-hmm. happy. I'm lucky that we didn't have to make this decision. Um, I wasn't comfortable with trying to, you know, with putting my child in one, mm. um, at least not now. Okay. Um, and then also you want them to be able to talk so they can tell you things about mm-hmm. what happened and it's not up for conjecture. Because I'll be the parent that's on the video mm-hmm. monitoring stream like every, all day. All like, day long, yeah. When am I getting any <laughs> work done? Because I, I need to see like what's happening here. Because yeah. and I think because also I know... Sometimes I know like what ha- you know what what goes on, and not to say that it's mm-hmm. all bad, but you know, like, you hear stories, I hear right, stories. So, yeah. um, I work, you know, I'm an educator, so I work at a program where we train students, you know, to, okay, to work okay. in like child care centers, like to do you know education. Gotcha, okay. And so it's like I hear I've heard stories from them, and it's just like yeah. I, yeah.
3: Well, I definitely want to want to dive into that a little bit more because mm-hmm. you know we were talking about this before the episode, um, childcare just childcare in general, the right. expenses that come with it is a very big thing that a lot of people have to deal with, mm-hmm. right? And people might be um, expecting their first child or, you know, thinking about right. having a child in the next few years, might be trying to figure out where, where can I, what resources are out there, mm-hmm. right? So I definitely want to dive into that. But first, we got to talk about what you guys are sipping on. Dave, what you sipping on? Well. And tell
0: the people why. Okay. Because, I, I, man, I love this. <laughs> so, listening, I am an avid, avid listener and blessed to be able to return for the we second appreciate time. appreciate it, man. So, I can't remember which episode, but somebody was talking about the 75 hard. hmm And I was like, you know what? I want to jumpstart. You understand some of the journey I've been going through physically and mm-hmm. trying to get back. And I was like, all right, I'm going to jumpstart this. It was right after the um, Independence Day weekend. Started at that. Monday okay. of Independence Day and I've been going steadily since and trying to, you know, be, remain physically active And um, but, uh, you know, sometimes you can't just jump right in I talked to you about this, mm-hmm. jump right into it so my, I'm at 44, almost 45 years old my body will tell me certain things so mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do it as consistently as I would like but the biggest thing definitely is drinking water mm-hmm. the gallon of water and um, so, yeah, I'm sitting here now sipping on a bottle of spring water. I gave up uh, alcohol, and um, you know, you got to change your diet, and, mm-hmm. you know, to two workouts per day, one of which yep. is outside. You to me about that last week, doing your walk in the morning. Yeah. Yes, doing my walk in the morning, getting up early, walking in the morning. Thank God. Thank you for my wonderful wife because I was struggling <laughs> through that walk <laughs> with not having the right shoes, and <laughs> the right shoes all make a yes. difference. Yep. So, shout out to Philly Runner. My wife took me, we, um, mm-hmm. we were going somewhere, and then we went to Philly Runner. And I got the right shoes, and it, is, it absolutely made a difference. Yeah. Definitely made a difference. But, yeah, that is, and you know from, you know, us working together previously that, uh, you know, drinking a lot of water throughout the day, that is, it was more. Drinking a gallon of water is a lot. It's tough. It's, it's a, tough. Like, <laughs> like you were saying, I
3: like lot. the way you break it up, right? So, you take your bottle with you in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, if it's 40 ounces there, you'll take that on your walk.
0: Yes. And yep.
3: by the time you're done with that walk, you might be two-thirds of the way through the bottle. No, no, the I'm bottle. done with the, the or, bottle.
0: Right, you're done. There you yeah, go. Yeah, i make making sure that I'm like, All right, you cannot come back in the house So now you got to do empty. two more throughout the day. That's correct. If you can do one more throughout the workday, mm-hmm. come on now, it's 40 ounces. And right. then, yeah, for the second workout, which is normally coming in the um, late afternoon, well, normally now it's the evening. Because mm-hmm. I, as you, you know, you heard, we have a through. 14-month yeah. <laughs> 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 at home. You know, she controls everything. Her mm-hmm. schedule is what tells us about everything. Then, um yeah. I tell yeah, I always um get close Yesterday was different because we went to the beach, which was amazing and wonderful. Mm. It was our first time at the beach. But um, that's when I realized that my body has gotten used to this because I, was, I got tired and dehydrated because I had not drank enough water yeah. throughout the day. So I was like, I got to make sure that I'm staying
3: on this. Your body starts yelling at you. But yeah. I love it. Yeah. We're we going to start. I'm going to start sending you a daily text. I like it. I like kind of, that. You know, bring you into the... We were talking about this last, last episode, that accountability circle, mm-hmm. right? So it's all about that
0: community, keeping your people uh, in check. So. Yeah, and yeah. I, thank God for my wife because I had to get a water bottle because yeah. I'm like I'll try not to kill I the environment. It. And this this is what I tell the guys, right? <laughs> and you
3: see, this is what I know when when I meet the right one, I'll, I'll know because my life just going to elevate. It does because <laughs> I know every time, every week I'm with Dave, I, I just see his life just elevating because of Jen.
1: Do you no, know but no, but I, I know he knows that because he talks like, about it. She's so. like
0: you can you cannot be that dude at Walmart buying three cases of water every week. No, <laughs> like, please I told don't you, be that no. guy. I used to be it's that bad for guy. the environment.
3: <laughs> Man, me and Albert, I know Albert sitting there like, oh, that used to be us. You no, can. we used to worst. We used to go in and just get six gallon <laughs> bottles, right? Seven <laughs> right? gallon
0: bottles for the week, and be like, like you "Good." Like, that's extreme meathead behavior. If you, show yeah, yeah. yeah at because work think about like it. a giant one gallon bottle of water. Listen, I know my coworkers are listening. I'm, I'm like showing up in a suit. My old
3: coworkers, like, from the no, most no, no. are listening. They remember early to Kembe, young Deek. Listen, they remember when I used to show up to work with the gallon bottle. My gym bag over my shoulder and, and a shirt and tie like wow. bro, like we working in the bank and I'm showing up like I'm going to the gym like in going an to hour the gym, work out. you know that joke where it's like you see the guy wearing like dress shoes and like Nike like long socks was, like <laughs> you don't know what he's about to get into I was probably like two steps away from there now that I think back on it wow I, I remember when I I, I I was like I get my water I'm trying to be I, I text you that picture yeah. of Saquon Barkley yeah listen he don't drink water. He drink cow blood.
0: I told you that. <laughs> he wakes wow. up and drinks straight cow. You blood. gotta look on, the, baby. You gotta look for that picture on, of him on on Twitter. He has a it's different, It's just different. It. Okay. I
3: I'll I will pull, I will I will pull it up right will, now. Look for for the people. What you sipping on over there? It looks like we got something nice.
4: So I am sipping on um tea. So I'm actually drinking um those of those women who are new moms. Wow. Women that are new moms, um, that are breastfeeding. There's mm-hmm. a um, mother's milk lactation tea. Okay. Um okay. that you should drink, um, to help you with your milk production. Hmm. So I drink this pretty much all day. You nice. know, um, or throughout the day, but definitely start my day off with it.
0: And what's the what's it called again? It's called Mother's Milk. Nice, nice. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, we go. So, yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to work out my legs and be like that. He said that's a dickhead. He was like, he drinks fresh cow's blood. We guy. can put you through some workouts. Yeah, gonna, that's. But um, your diet you're gonna
3: have to change up real. Dick. Yeah, how much How much red meat do you currently? Not enough. I have
0: to start there probably not enough all right this i'm
3: gonna call like some that. people in the poconos um maybe we can get coach twig up for a weekend go hunting okay because um, you got to come back with a whole deer
4: yeah that's what But you got to
3: finish it in a week
4: yeah that's that's true. so cool you're
3: gonna have you're gonna start doing a deer a week and then you're gonna look like Saquon <laughs> so people like, listen if you want to look like Saquon one deer a week but my uh my wife will definitely be like I need you to calm down because she yeah Jen won't let you stay in the
1: house with all that nonsense
3: no. where are you gonna keep a deer no no <laughs> I mean, live, we, live, oh, we, live, we live in the neighborhood have, of yeah. Valley, like. Speaking of expenses, right? Because we're about to get into the child care expenses, you might have to get one of those uh, those drop freezers. Yeah, you know, one of the deep freezers. So you thinking like my wife refuses to let me buy? No, Jay, come on now, y'all y'all moving up now in life. Y'all got big things. Y'all got a child like you got to get it now. The next step
0: is a drop Her mother now, her mother a grew, up, they grew up with one at her mother's house, of at her grandmother's house, and my mother had one. well this? The get thing. One. This is the thing.
4: I'm yeah. not I'm not totally object to it. It's just you that know what.
3: We gon we gonna get we gonna get you guys one. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> when we get to the next house, that's the next house. That would be yeah, our it's gift.
4: That's the thing.
3: I have no idea how much those cost. People can somebody listen, I need to stop. I need to stop. I have no much I have no idea how much they cost. I apologize. I'll figure it out.
4: I mean and then they, we'll get one to you. It's an expense, but and you also have to Which have like, the right place to put it.
3: Make money to spend money. That's what we do. So listen,
4: and it that's also it. helps you save. So I mean I'm not opposed exactly. to it,
3: but so speaking about making money, spending money, mm-hmm. saving money. Let's get to child care,
4: because
3: hmm. it is expensive no joke, man. it's not cheap
4: it's very expensive, so mm-hmm. child care could cost you they say on average mm-hmm. about a thousand dollars a month yeah that's i mean if you look i mean and that that's, that's just an, that's on the low side mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there are places that you could be paying two thousand mm-hmm. you know a week. Mm-hmm. And it really just depends on the age of the child So the younger they are, the more expensive that that it is So if you have to put, you think about, you know, when you may potentially have to put your child in daycare And all the things that come along with you Making sure that that child is good, you know, for a day yep. So it's that cost coupled with all of the supplies that they need
3: yeah, no because I, I you were talking about the daycare I know some people who own some daycares and mm-hmm. they're like yeah no we get at least like 200 250 per child right and you know my ears perked
0: up because you know the entrepreneur and me just started mm-hmm. going crazy I'm like wait what yeah my I mean my one of my best one of my best friends Roger mm-hmm. shout out to him again he um he was like yeah it's he has two children and when they were there in school now but during daycare it was well at that point actually there were four of them mm-hmm. but <clears throat> Because his uh, ex-wife has two children that they don't share together. And he was saying that, he was like, yeah, it was probably was 250 300 350 per child, per week. I said, what? I mean, and he was able to, you know, you can, there are mm-hmm. st- different state programs, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: the thing that Jennifer and I, and it's a good, I won't say it's a, I don't want you to saying, it's a good problem to have. But the thing we realized is that we work hard and get to a certain level of, you know, assets and salary and you start not being able to qualify for certain programs you yep. and so you know there's a good chance if we were to try and do daycare for her we would be paying this all out of pocket
1: mm-hmm.
0: and 400 dollars a week is not insignificant nope that's a, that's like that it probably is would almost certainly be very close to being the most expensive bill that we've got because mm-hmm. yep. yeah it's probably more than our you know mortgage and all that in a month hmm like it's crazy it's crazy and this is what some people deal with on a daily basis before they come into those assets right that's correct Mm -hmm. and before they come into the
3: life situation that allows for it that's correct which is another thing that kind of troubles me because I'm like ah then what do you do right because you still have to find a solution Mm -hmm. for your, your child care you can't just you can't, well, some people do have to stop working, right, and then end up, you know, taking care of their child, which then leads to not being able to bring in money. Right. So then you do have to depend on other programs and things like that to mm-hmm. sustain your life. Yeah. Um, you may not have the community around you, right, to say, like, oh, well, I can, you know, have somebody watch my child. So what are, like, are there any solutions, ideas that people are talking about as ways of, like, reducing the cost for childcare, making this more of a sustainable solution because it's it's a never, it's, Community. like that's not going to stop community and
4: yeah, village I think it's um, there's some people like I know um, throughout the course of my career obviously I've known people that have kids and some mm-hmm. work right mm-hmm. and so I've known individuals who you know they made the decision you know if they especially if they're married mm-hmm. they made the decision you know it made sense for them to have one of the you know one partner to drop down to maybe a part time status mm-hmm. yeah. um, and maybe put the child in daycare Oh you know, maybe a day or two out of the week, mm-hmm. um, to kind of balance when they had to go into work. And for them it worked that it worked well financially because it was it was kind of like a, a trade off. So yeah. even if both of us were working, we're gonna pay exponentially more. Still, yeah. Right. That expense is still gonna be there. It's gonna be more, you know, if we're both working, you know, a nine to five, eight to four, whatever the mm-hmm. schedule is, and we still have to provide care for our mm-hmm. child. I think um in terms of just long-term solutions i think that really it it would be helpful so similar to how people do these kind of like um some communities call them like a susu where they try to circulate dollars back into the community Mm -hmm. um they try to keep the money in the community or most people i know like call it a birthday club so it's like when it's You know, you get into the club and it's 12 months and you commit to basically paying, you know, a a specified amount throughout the course of the year. So for every birthday, there Mm -hmm. could be two, three birthdays in a given month. For each of those people, you pay $50 or something like that. Whatever the designated amount is, I'm just picking $50. And then when it's your birthday, that money kind of circulates back to you. Okay. So it's a way of kind of keeping It's kind of way of saving In mm-hmm. in some senses because it's kind of like I'm putting money into a savings account But I'm not yeah. you know I'm just circulating it To different people you know, and then when it's point, my turn It'll come, back, come to back, back to me
3: Yeah I've kind of heard other, other right. programs like that's interesting
4: So um, you know they have And some people do it where they It's not necessarily a birthday club um, They get they do it like monthly weekly where there's money that goes into a pot and somehow they determine kind of like how it circulates to the whole group okay if you think about it in terms of childcare, it's kind of like okay if there are a cluster of individuals that you know in your circle that are having children mm-hmm. and there's somebody so it may not be your family member your relative or your associate that is able to kind of provide care you know you could all be putting kind of money into a pot to have this person watch all of your children yeah. not to say that this person will be watching 10 kids and getting $100 because mm-hmm. that's a lot of kids Yeah, but you know it'd be like 3 or 4 Maybe kids and you know kind of like the idea of your old school like babysitter you know or home mm-hmm. kind of daycare and but so you're still paying but it's not like you're paying these costs that you would to a center like a big center yeah and like yeah i think
3: uh, um and i kind of want to say on that point cause mm-hmm. i think that's a really good idea right there right at a certain point you might know a few people or, right. or enough people where you can make a business out of it. right and like they was saying in the beginning if you can just find that with within each community within each neighborhood,
4: mm-hmm.
3: I feel like that's at least one way of kind of just tapping into the problem, right? Of course, there you become, run into the problem of legally, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, housing uh, kids in a in a, mm-hmm. in a in a space and all those things, but maybe that's another part of it, right? May, having somebody who knows how to go through this quickly and efficiently, so you can start opening up more of these, these things because that a, that's a service that's needed, right? Right? Mm-hmm. It, and like we said in the beginning, it's it's never going away. So the problem, like, if we know the problem, we know what solutions there are out there, then it has to be something on in the in-between. Right.
4: Right. I mean, and it's, it's somebody that it may not even necessarily kind of bubble into a business. It mm-hmm. might just be like, again, we have the luxury of having, you know, family. Yeah. So, like, my mom, who's retired.
3: Mm-hmm. And and even somebody can, because I was talking about this um, mm-hmm. with one of my relatives, like, you can, even if you're saying, okay, I'm watching this person, I'm watching this person, you can then consider that as a source of income, right? Oh, you and could. Then, "Quote unquote," if you want to consider yourself as like an independent contractor or whatever it is, that's what you can do, and then the person paying you that money Mm -hmm. can also use that as a write-off for themselves for tax for tax purposes. So if you know you're spending a a considerate amount of money throughout the year, Mm -hmm. paying a family member or paying a friend to watch your child, both people can win.
4: No, I agree with you, and that's kind of the Mm -hmm. model that you know sometimes like public assistance will afford you. So if I if Dave and I were eligible for public assistance Mm -hmm. for childcare. Through, or to go through like a small agency so in pennsylvania you have ccis which mm-hmm. i can't okay. remember what that acronym stands yeah, people, for look
3: that up look that yeah up. and you i'm just, sure yeah. people
4: are super familiar with it but what they do is they provide a subsidy so okay. instead of i can choose to have my subsidy go to a childcare facility or i can have it go to a family member right gotcha. okay. so that you know basically there's documentation that they need to kind of just make sure that you know mm-hmm. just for i, I want to say really at the end of the day for auditing purposes yeah, make but sure things are legit right mm-hmm. and so there's certain like documentation that i would need to provide to you know the age that needs to be provided to the agency mm-hmm. or whatever but um but essentially it gives me kind of a flexibility in trying to you know in, in selecting who i would want to watch my child mm-hmm. um you know again if you did if you chose to do some sort of right Mm -hmm. private the care and maybe you weren't eligible for something like that and you know you got a group of people together Mm -hmm. you know you might you know you might be able to work something like that out um you might be able to figure out how to do something another idea um you have like care.com um which you know a lot Mm -hmm. of people use to find like childcare if you know they wanted to go out for the night or you know the couple was going on a Mm -hmm. date night type situation you could potentially I haven't like researched it or anything you could potentially maybe get somebody um to do that they're also colleges i mean we're in a we're in a region with the most colleges and universities per capita than any other region there's so many Mm -hmm. and all these schools of education all these young people that need experience maybe getting you know doing some sort of like childcare because Mm -hmm. that's what they're hoping to do become an educator when they graduate Mm -hmm. You might be able to connect with those schools and colleges or, you know, a specific college, you know, um, of education to find someone that may be able to um, provide some childcare. It would probably be like a senior that doesn't have a whole bunch of classes and they might have the flexibility in their schedule to kind of like mm-hmm. watch your kid doing the day, but there are a lot of different ways that you can kind of think about it. If you wanted to, I think the only concern again with childcare and and me, and a parent really, because this is kind of something that a childcare center would afford, is you know, and and these are requirements based on the state mm-hmm. is making sure that the people that are engaging with your child is like cleared, has had certain clearances, yep. so like yep. criminal background checks and child abuse checks and you know all these things. The post, you know. Post-Sandusky, you know, 2011, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, that are required when you're working with a young person mm-hmm. um, So it's kind of like, you know, you kind of have to proceed with caution if you're doing it that way But that, you know, to your question could be a potential way for you to save money um, Or find an alternative to, you know, the 250 to $400 a week that you may pay for, you know, to send them to a childcare facility
3: I like that, I like that a lot you know the wheels are spinning Dave I got that look in my eye right? uh, yes you do we, and gotta, I, we gotta come up with some sustainable childcare.
0: care uh, yes resources we did, and it's, options I think that, that we can is, do this you know being a a new father that mm-hmm. is the thing like it's you look and you, you're working hard and it's some of this stuff it's just unsustainable and mm-hmm. Jennifer and I both grew up in a circumstance where they were the neighborhoods and just growing up were different. So it was more very community based. Mm-hmm. The block I grew up on, there were multiple people and there were kids at different ages and different age ranges, but together they were looking at <clears throat> and um, making sure that everyone was safe. Mm-hmm. And it's just different now. And you asked me before we got on the podcast about to address things financially. And the one thing I've learned uh, and my wife is amazing at this is that when you're planning Planning for, a, we figured out, and I think we know now that planning for a child starts before you actually are actively, even before you are even pregnant, before you even are actively, you know, like, we're going to try. Mm-hmm. If you are planning it that way, as Jennifer and I did, you really need to start putting on, uh, getting everything in order. Yeah. Because you do not know the expenses that come in. We have been blessed, knock on wood, that we haven't had any major expenses or anything with this, you know, with her, with, with our daughter. Anytime we haven't had to worry about any emergency hospitalizations or everything else, you need to consider, and that child care is always a major part of that. You need to have a conversation and sit down and map out and write down numbers about what you want to do and come up with mm-hmm. your plans so you understand the costs that are involved. Yeah. Because you can't manufacture it out of thin air. So, you let's,
3: yeah, let's let's dive into that, right? Because mm-hmm. um, that's the next point we want to bring up. What are some specific ways that people can start saving for child care expenses? Maybe before. You know, the birth of their child or even after, right? What are some things that we can do?
4: I mean, I think just generally, again, in this town, so cliche. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you know, you got to save money. So you have to mm-hmm. do your research and try to figure out like, okay, how much is it potentially going to cost for me to send my child to, you know, daycare mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever kind of arrangement that you, that you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know,
3: <laughs> are we doing public school, private school? Yeah. After the daycare, no, the right?
4: Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of wow. there's a In lot college. of different options to consider. So mm-hmm. I know, like, with you know, when you talk about those later options, you think about like a five twenty nine plan, yeah, and and setting that up. But for like daycare specifically, thinking about okay, how much do I need? Like, how much is this going to mean out of like the money that I bring home now? What yeah. kind of adjustments do I need to be making mm-hmm. to that budget to make this happen? Um, the other thing I think that you have to consider too is like you know what is the how often do you want your child in daycare because they don't have to necessarily mm-hmm. go every day Yeah. right That's so I think the frequency will determine like the cost you know at the end of the day I think most people just naturally assume I'm going to send them Monday through Friday and they may have to be the option mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't always have to be so thinking about the frequency um, we live in a "Quote unquote post COVID space, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think companies have realized that they, you know, their employees don't necessarily have to be in a physical building mm-hmm. every day, yeah. right?" And so there That's might be true. some flexibility with your employer around how you work, you know, like you might have the opportunity to work from home, which doesn't necessarily like take away the need for child care because you clearly cannot like really manage your work. If yeah. You need to really be focused on work and a kid, mm-hmm. you know, because they could be all over the place. Right. And so um, but it might introduce other options for you. So you might be able to have, you know, you might be in your home Mm -hmm. and have somebody come and watch your child um, for maybe a really finite period of time because you're able, depending on your position and kind of the, the the work that you do, you might be able to say, you know, on this given day, I have these meetings from you know, nine to yeah. 12. And so I need you to kind of be here from that time. The other time I can kind of flex a little mm-hmm. bit because a lot of employers realize that your work day may not be the finite nine to five or eight to four. Your schedule can change. Every your week. schedule yeah. can mm-hmm. change and they may be OK with that as long as you get the work done mm-hmm. and, and as long as you're communicating yeah. with them. So that mm-hmm. might give you some flexibility in terms of like your child care options and costs. Mm-hmm. The other thing to consider, too, is, like, what is your benefit package like? And kind of, like, do you have the option Mm, of, like, a flexible spending account or an HSA, which Mm. is, like, pre-tax dollars, right? So you can, like, have that money kind of set aside out of your – that comes out of your check. So let's say, you know, this was – you know, Dave and I conceived her last Mm. year. Um, So at the point of conception – you know especially when open enrollment started you know for us it's that period in October okay, right
1: yeah
4: um, I could have changed my you know um, my options in terms of like how I wanted money's allocated and yeah. said okay well now I know I have a child coming I'm going to take out an extra portion of my check that goes strictly to that like I know it's gonna go to that and so it's like I pay the child care bill I get reimbursed
3: so you can use your HSA for childcare expenses.
4: You can find so it's either or going to be your flexible spending okay. account or your HSA. So you have to talk to your HR person and about figure, kind so of like what your benefit is. Know, mm-hmm. that's good so to you know. can you know you can allocate a certain mm-hmm. number of dollars for that. Again, you're still paying for it, but it's pre-tax mm-hmm. money, right?
3: And oh, let's let's stay on that because if you guys uh, might remember a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago, we mm-hmm. talked um, with Jeremy right yeah. about maximizing your benefits. benefits right, one-on-one. Right, um, we talked about you know
0: utilizing an HSA, mm-hmm. so
3: that's a that's a good connection there. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that people caught that.
0: Yeah. The other thing um. I would add on to that, talking a little bit about benefits and saving, mm-hmm. is also, because Jennifer and I had this conversation, if you are, you know, we're in a position of, obviously, as a married couple, and you talk about costs and childcare and having a child, is you need to have a serious conversation about benefits and what the cost is going to be in terms of covering it. Yep. You and I talked about that and when I, I love my employer. My employer is amazing, but when we took a look at the costs around open enrollment, it was, uh, and Jennifer has her benefits. We so were like, well, but does it make sense perhaps to switch our benefits up? Because mm-hmm. you know, we don't know what the future may hold. But we were looking at it in terms of the cost, and it was, uh, it, was, it was prohibitively expensive. That is the one thing, and it's nothing against my employer, but the one thing I've done this enough times with different employers that working for private industry can be prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Once one of two things I've seen happen you get married, mm-hmm. and then you have a child. Because we were looking at twelve between twelve and sixteen thousand dollars per year, for you know, for me to get on the plan where I work, it was gonna that was it was like no, and I'm so thankful. <laughs> In the world of nonprofits, there may be some challenges, but mm-hmm. the benefits tend to not be very, very that expensive, and that's that's private industry for you. That is private health insurance.
4: Yeah, up until two that's years insane. ago, I didn't pay anything for my benefits. Okay, so it was kind of like. You know, that was one of the that was kind of like one of the perks of working there in terms mm-hmm. of just like your compensation plan. It's like mm-hmm. we might not be paying you what you what we should be paying you, but we're gonna make it so you can afford to get sick. Yeah. Right. And so David, since we've got married, has been on my benefits. Um and so when they did say we had to start contributing, I wanna say it's only like three percent of our salary, which is like nothing. Okay. And then like with my HSA for example, you know, we get and we get automatically like three thousand dollars. So this is money that's not even that we have to pay okay. into out of our check. It's automatically your full time employee. You get three thousand dollars towards nice. your okay. So and you can roll over like five hundred of it, depending on like if you don't use all mm-hmm. of it in a year. So, so like
3: yeah, they're pretty much maxing it out for you there, right? Right there. Right. So I, if I mean, you're when you, individual.
4: Right. And when you think about, I mean, this is a whole nother show. But when you think mm-hmm. about just like you know prenatal care. In, in my case because okay. I had to have a procedure that would make it possible for me to have a baby you know mm-hmm. um, I had fibroids so okay. I had to have a myomectomy in 2020 and so the beginning of 2020 so this was before, pre, right before the pandemic mm-hmm. gotcha. um, and so that cost, you know, like mm-hmm. healthcare is expensive. And so it was kind of like one of those things where it was a blessing to have access to that because mm-hmm. you know, between you having to have blood work done and you actually having your procedure, you know, those copays add up. <laughs> and yeah, you know, yes, even, do. you know, when I in my prenatal care, it was like those copays added up, right? So we're not even talk like she's not even here yet mm-hmm. and it's like there's a huge bill. Mm-hmm. Um, that you have to consider, and then you got to think about childcare. Right after that, yeah, right.
3: So, so here we go. Yeah. yeah. So and you were talk- so going into after that, right? You had brought up the 529 plan, mm-hmm. and that might have gone over some people's head. They might have been like, "Did she just give out like an area code?" What you're talking about? <laughs> um, you know, who is 529? So, I
4: deferred to my husband for that. So Dave, a can you give us a little, absolutely, uh, little surface absolutely. level? You know, yeah, talk, talk to people talk about the 529.
0: Level. So the majority of people understand that when you have a child that you may need, um, most people in this day and age and things are starting to evolve. I'm like, all right, I want to save for college. Mm. How do I do that? So literally, like, if you... So people understand 401K, and that literally is the line in the tax code, the IRS tax code that coincides to that. So 529 states that you can make a certain contribution towards... um, your child's higher education needs. There are contribution limits. Um, it's normally like the gift tax um, threshold, which this year I believe is, it's either 15500 or $16,000 per year. And you can put this money aside for your children. And then when the time comes for them to go to college, you will be able to um, spend on what are called qualified education expenses, which n- normally meant um, tuition and room and board. But now with the pandemic, Things have adjusted a little bit, and then also just the way that education itself is evolving. It can be other things like a um, computer or different things like that. Mm. I always tell people when they come in and they sit down with me and we have a conversation, it's easier to remember the things you cannot use. A 529-4, they just remember all the things you can And, you know, the two major things I said, you cannot buy a junior a car, and uh. you cannot fly him home from Stanford. Mm. Now, if he's going, like, a study abroad, you might be able to, and now it's... Like I always say, that what's gonna happen is it's not as though there's somebody who controls it and say, okay, we'll write you a check. No, you're gonna control the account and then yeah. you can write it to whichever institution. But you know, you I always say just make sure you have receipts. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side of that is that some people don't like the one thing that some people don't like about five twenty nine plans is that they're I call them they're not portable. So let's say you only have one child, and your child let's say your child either doesn't go to college or gets in on a scholarship
1: Mm.
0: now you now have all this money you can always I tell people you can always get your money it's just that you know you have to worry about what penalties and fees may come from it so that's what happened I've got quite a few clients who've come in there and are like hold on so if he either gets his because the one thing also 529 reduce your eligibility for financial aid dollar for dollar Mm -hmm. so some people may come in and say hold on so if he does well and he gets scholarships and grants I'm going to have all this money sitting in here And then I'm not going to be able to use it for its intended purpose. So, yeah, that is yes. So, I know there's some clients who open up just a regular custodial minor savings. It's called an UTMA here, and it's different things on different states, but that's what it is here in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And they open those up, and they'll just do general savings. I'm like, you know, but the thing you have to realize is that it's going to be a taxable account. Like, if you start putting a lot of money in there, and it does does really well, it's going to, when the minor reaches the age of majority then there's a tax bill coming. So you have to... There's always a trade-off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, for, I know for myself and Jennifer, we've talked about it, and she's gotten checks and different things that will most likely just open up like an up and savings account to put okay. funds away for her. And then when the time comes uh, to consider college and everything else, it's, uh yeah, we'll see what the, what the plan will be for 529 because college is getting... It's that we're coming to a breaking point from a higher education standpoint. Mm-hmm. That you know, you have a things are evolving, that the traditional model of college is still important, but the traditional I've got to go to a specific campus and live on this campus and do this and generate these expenses is changing the, the cost versus benefits, like,
3: well, right? Yeah, like you're saying, like, why am I paying all this money to continue to go to the same
0: right. institution? And, and it, yeah, mm-hmm. and we are one of the few countries that that's the educational model. We don't do, I've always been sort of a rebel. I'm like, I don't understand why we are not doing an apprenticeship model Mm. in terms of higher education. Why are we sitting and forcing students to sit in a physics class three days a week in a giant lecture hall and think that that is the way that's going to make them... That's working. Yeah, that's going to prepare them for the world. That's not the case. And we are going to have to... And change how education is. So I'm like, it's, it's, things are going to change.
4: Well, things have evolved. So I think it's more so, and again, this is probably a different topic for a different day, but <laughs> things have evolved. And I think, um, you know, school districts and, you know, school districts specifically are being kind of, um, responsive to that so okay. they they have created these like apprenticeship programs um it's career funny, and, yeah. career and technical education is now in vogue mm. again because years ago i know at least when i was in high school i mean if I was you were here. if mm-hmm. you were going and this was geez over 20 years ago now since i graduated from high school mm-hmm. um if you were not in like a college track and you were in like career and technical education it was like you were you know you were not one of the smart kids right so it wasn't you know cte was not on par it wasn't Mm -hmm. thought to be on par with like academic or you know uh college college track pathway right um and i think because of how things are shifting in industry right um mainly you know as a result of like tech You know there's this recognition recognition like oh you know this person can like come out of high school you know like back in the 70s when you come out of high school um you know get a really good job making a livable wage Mm -hmm. you don't have to go to college Mm -hmm. and take on a whole lot of debt or you don't need to be in school you know like your post-secondary education doesn't have to consist of four years where you're potentially kind of taking out a bunch of loans because no one has really had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to save the money to send you you know with inflation being what it is you know and the costs continuing to rise um, you know like the average person doesn't have this money sitting in the bank for their child to go to school Um, and so there's these alternative pathways that allow you to kind of get where you want to be without having to Take out all this debt and mm-hmm. spend all this time in school, and not to discount because I will. I am a proponent of college. I think that there are things that you um, learn. There's networks that you get exposed to. Yes. There's opportunities that you are afforded when you go to like a traditional college. You know when you're able to have that experience. But how do we think about helping young people like using all the resources that are available before they even get there? Mm-hmm. Right. So. You know, you can do an apprenticeship while you're in high school and still go to college. You can take college credits, you know, and each of those credits is a dollar, right? Um, because you could potentially be saving $3,000 for every class that you would have been taking. Like taking it at a community college where yeah. you may only spend $300 to take the course yep. versus taking it like a Temple University or, you know, name a school. Um, Temple is just the first one that comes to mind. But, um, you can save a lot of money that way and then free yourself up in college to go study abroad, mm. you know, to have all these experiences that, you know, reality is when employers sit down and talks to you, you know, like when they're trying to hire you, they're not looking at your GPA necessarily. There's They see it's it's a it's a it's evidence that you are a solid student, mm. but it's the stuff that's on your resume that says, you know that tells them a lot about you you know your character your potential to be successful in their space and to be able to train you they're not worried about you know like most most employers like we don't care about the degree you know Mm -hmm. unless you're doing something highly technical Mm -hmm. i just need to know i can train you to do this yeah right so they're more interested in asking you about the interesting experience that you had like when i was coming out of undergrad most of the people that I interviewed with Were more interested in The fact that I was a student athlete You know in college Because okay. to them that was impressive They're like oh You know like yeah you had a decent mm-hmm. GPA But oh you did this You know tell me about that You know, so I think it's being able to position young people. And I know we think about this for our daughter all the time, and she's only 14 weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we position our young people to be able to um, avail themselves of all these different opportunities Mm -hmm. that they may want? You know, because at the end of the day, the degree is great, but it's more about what is the experience? What did you take away from that experience that really helped you? to kind of get, you know, where you want to go. And I would say, adding
0: Love on, that. that you look at, there's so many different paths. Like Jennifer and I earlier today, actually I'm not going to go too deep because that's going to be my content wreck. But um, <laughs> we're coming I, up on that. Yep, I was looking at, uh, considering Jennifer talking about being a college athlete and the massive changes that have happened over the last few weeks with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I have always been, I did not play sports in, um, in college but I've always loved college sports and but I've always said that the model this is one of the craziest ways of, that's basically indentured servitude and then finally the model has changed mm-hmm. it was it should have changed 20 years ago well, 30 yeah. years ago
3: once again you think about it that business model cannot exist anywhere else mm-hmm.
0: that's correct <laughs> they had a monopoly and now where else could you do that right like the, these people they made billions they make mm-hmm. billions and billions of dollars off of these athletes that are basically mm-hmm. and I know from working uh Early in the early 2000s, I worked for a football team, Mm -hmm. a college football team. It was an amazing experience. I Mm -hmm. loved it. But this was a job. And I just was working in the support staff. Yeah. And saw what the athletes went through. That is a full-time job. 100%. Traveling and all the different things that needed to happen. This is a big-time, power Mm five football team. And uh, and this is the, before all the things that are happening now with college sports. This was back in 2002. Okay. Having to deal with all that. And I'm like, it was always, it always found me. All this money that you're bringing in from, from athletic companies and boosters and all this stuff. And these students could not benefit. Some of them were broke and could not eat, which was crazy to me. And now all these things are changing. You mm-hmm. see all the now the NCAA model finally is basically dead, and students are able to benefit. So I, I say all that to say that you may have a student. I always say, what are you going to do? I believe God gives every person a talent, and there's nothing wrong with you to figure out a way to monetize that talent mm-hmm. and be able to share that with the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, of our daughter, we joke, and, you know, maybe we'll put her, she'll become the first <laughs> wrestler or something, she just... <laughs> an active little girl and has mm-hmm. a lot of different things you know what are we going to do to be able to identify and not and then but also not apply to pressure like you better do this because it's the only way we're going to be able to survive but you know realizing and taking advantage of that and realizing all the different opportunities and the different ways that things are going and realizing that and being okay with that yeah i think that's um
3: you know an awesome point that you guys bring up there is just about setting up you know the next generation there mm-hmm. and making sure that they are exposed to like you know I'm saying, make sure you're, you're you're experiencing as much as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can you continue to do that for your children? Um, people of my age, how can we continue to do that for ourselves? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it is what's going to continue to build you and continue to just develop you as a person. Right. Especially from a very young age, you know, from from birth up until, you know, you're having your first child. It, it never ends.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. So how do we continue to just spark that creativity to
0: Generally, and just create those those experiences. Yeah, you've got to, we've got to work on generational wealth mm-hmm. and being able to have assets and understanding intellectual property. Because it was in, as, in watching the documentary we were watching earlier, Jennifer and I, I think now are both convinced the next stage in our careers that we're going to find a way mm-hmm. and please follow us to work for LeBron James because yep. he has his fingers in a lot everything of pies. Mm-hmm. And he is setting himself up. And, you know, he's only got a couple more years left on this contract, and, but he is well established to be able to get. And because we were talking about this with someone else, he's got so many different things that he's doing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I was joking with Jennifer. I'm like, you know, this cat might mess around and become the first athlete, like serious athlete to become president of the United States. That, that would be insane. Mm-hmm. He's going to like, he'll be able to like, like he's got, he, he's a billionaire. It's not going to be a money problem. Mm-mm. No, money definitely won't be an issue. <laughs> he's, he, At that point, it's just garnering enough support, right? <laughs> yeah, he's got to garner enough support. He's got to he have enough recognition, right? So you got to work through that. Yeah, and you know, I'm like that. That is the way. And he is very well read, mm-hmm. one of the uh, very intelligent, and never went to college mm-hmm. and made a choice, not because I could not get in, wasn't going to be well, but understood quickly like I don't there's other ways I can there's other money. ways yeah. I can do this why do I need to go and understood even back 20 years ago mm-hmm. that yeah that model doesn't work for me because you're going to monetize and I know who my worth and how big I'm going to become if I spend two three whatever many years in college you're going to be able to profit off that and make so a lot much. of money and I'll never see a dime so, of that so so much him, I always yeah. look at him, Kobe. Other people are like, yeah, I'm not gonna know. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and he also wouldn't have been afforded certain opportunities that college would have brought. Like, I mean, you're going to basically go to school to play basketball, and mm-hmm. that's really it. Like, you play basketball, you go to class, and you get on a bus or plane and travel to these games Once and you play. Can, this yeah, game. like you're saying, you didn't. You you know, have those other he would not have been able to have the experience of an average college student. So that's in right. his case, you know, it's a different kind of conversation mm-hmm. about like, okay, what makes sense for you? Yeah. Um, you know for your long term you know success and I think that he's done a great he's done an exceptional job of parlaying that. I mean Kobe did that as well Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it it might it speaks to you know your circle you know Mm -hmm. who you have around you kind of like guiding you Um, Yeah. yeah and then how you're able to really like you know have people in your corner that can help you connect the dots, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's really important. And, um,
3: yeah. and like you guys are saying, going into this next, uh, well, their next phase, right? Your guys' next phase, right? Setting up the next generation. We'll mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they handle it. And, we, and what's we, the saying? Like people usually yeah. uh, fumble the bag around the third generation.
0: Yes. And of, Jennifer uh, and I are generational blessed. wealth. So yes, I have been yeah. blessed with the families that we come from and mm-hmm. everything else. But we understand that, like you said, this is about generational wealth. It's about what are we going to be able to provide. Uh for our mm-hmm. children in the next generations, we want to there are no generational curses in either of our families, but mm-hmm. we want to be able to know that we're not gonna have to have to struggle. I'd look for myself one thing obviously, college was very important through multiple generations of my family, my parents very highly educated, and my sister highly educated myself, but for me it it whether it be college whatever it may be for my children, if it is college. It's making sure that it's the right choice, but also managing and understanding what the expense is going to be like. And yep. what can you do once you are there, whether it be the mm-hmm. athletes, whatever it may be, to generate income. And you, to offset see, you know, yeah. yeah, seeing you, there's so many, this is so, the world is so much different in 2021 mm-hmm. than it was when I went to college in 1995 all the digital media all these different things being able to expose and Mm -hmm. to monetize did not the internet was was definitely there but that did not exist Mm -hmm. and things are going to be so much different 18 years from now Mm -hmm. when my daughter's getting ready to go whatever her next journey next education step may be
4: well i i think so i i hear what you're saying (laughs) um and so it kind of brings up a different thought i think for me it's important that you know our children, our child right now, that's here right now. So I can only speak on Ivory. Uh, it's important to me that she just be able to be if she chooses to be a college student, that she's mm-hmm. able to enjoy being a college student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, once you graduate from college, it's kinda like mm, life life happens. You're in right? the real world. Yeah. You're the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in college, you're in a you're in a bubble, mm-hmm. you know, for four years, mm-hmm. five years, whatever your degree path will will take you, whatever. And so it it opens you up to be able to, you know, travel, you know, learn different languages, be around all different kinds of people, have a couple of different internships to really explore. I want her, you know, because if I think in hindsight, like I didn't have to necessarily think about, you know, well, I had to think about like paying for college, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like I was i was a person that had to work 40 hours a week and go to college mm-hmm. like i went to school with people like that and like you never saw them on campus you may have like unless you had class with them and got to know them in class you didn't know that they even they went to working. school yeah, there because they, they were mm-hmm. they were not a part of the social the social aspect yeah. which i think is is important you know like we can't really like downplay it right mm-hmm. i think that that's important um yeah it's
3: funny you bring because we talked about that before on um on an earlier episode, right? That just having that social aspect, having that network of people, because once you're out of that environment, you're, you're out of, it. And, you're out of to, it and it's hard to build that up. Yeah. Right. But, um, that's, that's, you know, the, the exciting thing to look forward to, right? Is being able to provide those, those things. So mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see what the future looks like. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, let's, uh, let's provide the people with some content for this week. <laughs> okay. So Dave, you said you had something lined up. Jen, you got yours ready too? I'm going to let her go first. Cause all right. She-
4: Okay, so what is my... What's the content? Okay, so explain this to me. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, So this is your first
3: yeah. time. So content yeah. wreck of the week, right? So what we do is we recommend something that you might have been reading recently, something you might have been watching, um, any form of content that the people can, you know, tap into this week, you know? So it's maybe something that they can learn from or just get some entertainment from. Maybe it's a YouTube channel, anything.
4: Yeah, so I have, I have like, two, but they're really quick, right? Okay, yeah. So, um... The first one, and, and I was watching this on YouTube, um, okay. I follow Aisha Seldon on Instagram, um, who is like real her. estate yes, yes, guru. Yes. Um, yes. I don't necessarily have the desire to do that, but I know that it's important that, you know, particularly in black and brown communities, you know, um, poor communities, you know, middle middle income communities. It's really important for us to hold on to what we got, mm-hmm. right, and so I'm you know I think about like the fact that Dave and I are planning to move and you know buy another house together, and you know like what am I going to do with the property that I yeah, have because yeah. I don't plan to sell it I don't yeah, like I just about that. Mm-hmm. you know I think that I want to be able to set my you know our child down, so I want to be able to set ivory up, mm-hmm. you know whether she decides that that's something that she wants or not, you know that's something that she will have because Mm -hmm. I grew up with a lot of, like, I grew up with a lot of people, mainly Jewish, you know, Mm -hmm. my Jewish friends, you know, who had that type luxury when they... different, yeah,
3: different things, yeah. yeah,
4: and that's what their families did. So, Mm -hmm. I was watching a um, episode, so there's a, there's a, um... There's two guys who have a YouTube channel, may have a podcast, but I follow their YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, Earn Your Leisure. Yep.
1: Yep. So Aisha we'll Selden yeah.
4: was on um, one of the episodes recently, I think they called it Mud to Millions, um, is on Rants and Gems. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I was I was listening to her, um, you know, kind of talk about like how she got into mm-hmm. You know, and she connected it to her education. Like it's a great reading. story. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Tony Morrison reading Song of Solomon mm-hmm. and you know, like really making the connection between what Tony Morrison was talking about in terms of owning stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, she says owning ish. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. But, you know, just, just owning stuff or whatever and um, I just thought, wow, like it, it's a lot, but she made it very like she broke it down in, in plain language.
3: She makes, Yeah, she makes it she like, makes, she makes it, it seem very simple, but it's not easy, right? It's not easy. It's right? not easy. we talk about all the time. So. And
4: she's not going to BS yeah. you on it being. Yeah. Like, she never says that it's easy, but she, mm-hmm. you know... So, I was just like... So, she gave me a whole lot to mm-hmm. think about in terms of just yeah. conversations that David and I have and how we want to start to, you know, build legacy. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I always go back and watch, and I can't... The name is escaping me. um, and why do I want to call it bar- Barbershop Talks so you know like the the show that LeBron has on HBO uh, uninterrupted, the shop. uninterrupted is it The Shop because mm-hmm. Uninterrupted is production company I want to say
3: mm-hmm. so it is a shop. The yeah, Shop it comes on HBO, oh, HBO. Yeah. Yeah.
4: so I was like re-watching some episodes that he had mm-hmm. um, this was like pre-pandemic and then the one that he had during the pandemic with President Obama yeah. and I think you know that one was really dope because I'm just like, you know, you think about, you know, LeBron James, you know, you talked about how really he came out of high school.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, he's doing all these, he has his kind of hands in everything. Yep. And he's having a conversation with the former president of the United States. Like he and his business partner who he grew up with. Connections. Right? So really kind of, it reminded me of just like ways that, and the, the other episodes that he has in general, like how he's kind of Um, Using his network and his Mm -hmm. platform to really empower people, Mm -hmm. you know, and to provide information um, to all, you know, to to many different audiences. right? in such a
3: digestible way, too. Right. right? Uh, Yeah, that's, that's the one thing I love, too, about this environment that we're in that Dave brought up is with things like podcasting, you know, having your own YouTube channel, you know, your own sort of brand on social media, you're able, you know, to spread so much more information and share with people what's going on. You know, so hopefully people can start making different decisions, or just start living a better life. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we start thinking about things differently because before you you didn't have this type of access. No. And now everybody's out there talking. You know, and hopefully you're taking away some some good things from it. Mm-hmm. So that's once again one of the biggest
0: reasons we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. But um, Dave, what you got for us? So I got a a few things. So earlier today, Jennifer and I were sitting down, and I had read about it, and I was like, I want to see it. It's the uh, Naomi Osaka documentary on Netflix. Oh, I saw that one. Come on. Yeah it is great it's amazing to get an, an inside look about her and obviously this was i think it was filmed before the um everything happened with the french open and it was definitely some of it. parts of it were during the uh the pandemic and mm-hmm. a lot of and a good part of it was during um uh, the protesting and everything else and just her experience so it kind of followed her from her winning the first us open when she beat serena williams until uh the last us open in 2020 and everything that happened there and it was just illuminating to see and experience um such a young beautiful young woman and her experiences and and all the things and and now that we know everything that happened past that point Mm -hmm. and her withdrawal seeing that she is very very quiet and very shy and very reserved so that was amazing it was very and i liked it because it was they broke it up into three episodes but it was like three one-hour episodes um, again, I will uh, be shamelessly plug family members, so please <laughs> yeah. watch my sister-in-law and her amazing show, All American. Especially, I gotta you should definitely yep. watch the whole thing, but definitely watch. They did an episode that's uh, going to actually be the pilot for a spinoff mm. called All American Homecoming, which was my sister. My um, wife going to an HBCU. I know they. Um, it's a fictional universe, but according to everybody who's watched it, it nailed everything okay. that is. HBCU, so that was a huge episode. And then the book I'm reading, because of the challenge, is called uh, "Professional Troublemaker" by Lovey mm. and I'm going to mess Ajay. up Ajay Jones. So, okay. it's been an amazing book about how to transform and to really challenge yourself to get out of what you the stodginess and the things that you should be doing, mm. and how you feel. Well, the things you feel that you're supposed to conform to, and to really, really live in your truth and live in your worth. I love that. I love that. You guys came with some gems. Man, I should
3: have probably try. went first, because <laughs> you know I have to end with some nonsense now, right? So here we go. It's okay. Here we go. So you heard last episode? I was talking about Fear Street Part One. Oh my god, yes. Oh, Ooh. I haven't
4: watched. I haven't listened yet. So, I so I don't,
3: I don't do violent harm. So neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> until right until these started coming out. So Part One, man, great movie. Part Two. Listen, part two just added some more. It really just added the meat to the story that you needed. Because the first part was like, all right, what are we, what's going on here? Right? This is crazy, but I'm not going to stop watching. Second part was like, okay, I see where you guys are going with this, and I'm not going to turn this off. So, you know, I finished the second one, and then I see part three has been added to Netflix already. (laughs) So, what I tell you, that's what I have planned for the rest of this day. That is it. I'm watching part three. I'm probably going to scream in here like a little girl. (laughs) <laughs> okay because there's a couple scenes in part two where don't watch it by yourself okay make sure you and Jen are sitting there and you guys are hanging out watching it together because Dave I don't, I don't know if you I'm not built for it um, neither, neither am I he And we're, know, we're like, pretty uh, similar so I don't think I don't think you're built, built for it either for
0: no, like so. saw the song movies and like how? Huh, no
3: there was a point where it got so creepy I started laughing you ever wow. watch a horror movie like that where it's just like man I'm gonna have nightmares I mean, a story
0: for another day but I to this day I refuse what refuse I, I don't do Halloween Oh Halloween Halloween scarred me for life It's kind of like that Like it's Yeah Like we get around that period of time You know I started avoiding the movies. That's like how it that, was with yeah. the
3: movie With the movie It Actually Cause mm-hmm. I saw no, that no, no, never, I saw no, that when, when I was 7 years old one of my old, Cause one of my older cousins They I think they were messing with me Oh they, so you mean like the original Not the remake Yeah No 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 Like where he was wow. like The original where he was down in the sewer drain And the little boat went down And he like grabbed a kit No I could, I couldn't like, I didn't do the dark for the next like ten years of my life, and I know I say ten years so that puts me at seventeen. So we're gonna have to end it there, okay? Because the people are gonna start judging me. Um, check out those recommendations, people. Um, don't judge me anymore that you guys already do. Um, but thank you guys, thank you guys it's for been coming a pleasure on. Again. Thank you for It was a great us. conversation. It yes, yes, it was. We'll we'll follow up again with some other uh, financial tips, some other family planning Absolutely. tips, because mm-hmm. the people need it. We need to hear this. Yeah. We need to I more, need to hear our, this. Our ongoing story. Of at our- a certain point, man, there's going to be a little Dikembe running around and
1: whoo woo, <laughs>
0: man. I will be there for guidance. Lord be with us. Lord be with us. <laughs> Especially right. if he looks like Saquon, then you got a problem on your hands.
3: Oh then we definitely own an NCAA and we getting all that money. (laughs) But until next time, people, we got to figure out that financial plan. Talk to you guys later.